Welcome to the Good Medicine for the Soul podcast. This is the number one podcast designed for millennial women who want to grow in their knowledge of God so we can all walk in the fullness of authentic power. I'm your host, Amashallah Victoria Wallaby. If you're ready to go on this journey with me, then let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Good Medicine for the Soul podcast. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the story of Gideon, revelations from the story of Gideon. And this is a continuation of the series that we started on the last episode, where we talked about this um, at the start of, you know, the angel appearing to Gideon and what that means and lessons that we can actually glean from those things for our own lives. And if you're wondering, the story of Gideon is found in Judges chapter number six and the following chapters that follow that. Now, uh, just to summarize, yesterday we talked about how the angel appeared to Gideon and said, Almighty man of valor. And Gideon is absolutely surprised, doesn't understand why he's been called that because he feels he's timid. And then he continues today, I continue from verse 14 in Judges chapter 6. And the Lord looked upon him and said, So prior to this, Gideon was saying, Oh Lord, if you're with us, why has this befalling us? Um, why have you forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites? And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in your in the strength that you have and save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? That was what the Lord said to him. So basically what, what we can see from this is God was already aware of Gideon's limitations. He didn't have to remind God that he was the list or he was limited. God already understood that. And God instructs him to go, right? The Lord was also present with the angels. That's another thing there. We see that in the, in the, in the, previous chapters uh verses rather we see it was the angel of the lord talking and then when we get to verse 14 the lord then says go in your own strength have i not sent you it means when god asks us to do something he knows fully well that, that those things that he has asked us to do we can never accomplish in our own strength and he wants to partner with us to make those things come to pass so when we look at our limitations it is not supposed to be an hindrance it's supposed to be it's supposed to excite us knowing that because of this our limitations because of our weakness the Lord, the strength of the Lord is going to prevail because the Bible tells us that the Lord's strength is made perfect in our weakness. So whenever God has given you an assignment, a task, a business, a career, a, a purpose, a calling, something to accomplish for him on this earth, and you see you are limited, that is perfect because our limitations is a fatal ground for God to move. Now we see there in the next verse, and uh, Gideon says, pardon me, my Lord, but how can I save Israel? Like, Lord, I, I still don't understand what you mean here. You ask me to go in my own strength and to save Israel. How can I save Israel when my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I'm the least in my family? So Gideon is still surprised, like, Lord, this thing you're asking of me, I don't have the credentials that even qualify me to be the one to save Israel right? And what the Lord was showing me from this verse is it is okay to admit our current reality and limitations. The Lord already knows who we are and he's so kind. He meets us exactly where we are. And the Lord, oftentimes we look at the trajectory of the Bible and the stories in the Bible, we can see that the Lord's the Lord always chooses the least likely to fulfill his mighty works. So if you feel like you are the least, if you feel like you have so many limitations, you are unqualified, disqualified, 
know that you are a fertile ground that makes you qualified for the Lord to use you mightily, provided we are yielded to his will and according to his purposes, right? It is his presence that makes up the difference and fills the gaps of our limitations. All we have to do is to be obedient to his instruction. God will fill us up with whatever we need to accomplish those tasks that he has called us to do. And we see then Gideon's the Lord actually says to Gideon, don't worry, I will be with you. Again, the Lord does not expect us to carry out his instructions in our own strength. He says he will be with us. Gideon then replies, if I found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that this is really you talking to me. It shows us how messed up Gideon's mindset was. It shows us that at this point, Gideon's mindset was so messed up, he never saw himself accomplishing anything noteworthy at all. But God was kind and God was patient with Gideon. Gideon says, Lord, if it's truly you and I found favor in your sight, let me give me a sign. We see here Gideon's state of mind. He has doubts. He's riddled with self-doubt. He's riddled with insecurities. But the Lord is so merciful and just, right? And, and the Lord is so merciful. And Gideon says, don't depart. Wait, I pray thee. I'm going to go and bring you something tarry until I come and please do not go away until I come back with my offering and set it before you and the Lord said I will wait for you doesn't that show you the heart of God to say okay whatever this guy needs to feel like he's qualified and justified God does not judge him for it God does not penalize him for it God sees Gideon's heart even in his even in his doubts he makes an offering to the Lord the Lord is patient with him as he goes to prepare his offering the Lord is merciful and patient with us for us to get whatever we need to feel worthy so if you feel like you need to go back to school, if you feel like you need to go have a degree, that's fine. If you feel like you, know, you need to go take some extra courses or classes concerning the purposes that God has called you to, by all means, go get what you need to get. God is not going to persecute you for that. Just know that provided your heart is yielded to the Lord, that's absolutely fine. And then we see that that same night, the Lord said to him, take the second bull, tear down your father's altar of Baal. I'm jumping down to verse 25 here. And build me an altar to the Lord your God. We see here that God's next instruction is determined by Gideon's obedience of the first. God did not give him the second instruction until Gideon obeyed the first, right? And we see here that God, God's next instruction in our life is always predetermined by our obedience to his first instruction. Now Gideon took 10 of his servants and did as the Lord told him because he was afraid. He did it at night rather than in the daytime. So Gideon wants to, is obviously wanting to be obedient to what the Lord has said. God had instructed him to tear down the, the, the idol altars of his father. He wants to do it, but he's scared that if he does it during the day, there's going to be backlash from people. So he does it at night. Gideon still had the fear of the people in his heart. But he moved and did it anyway. Yes, he did it at night, but he was still obedient. And that is what I want us to see. That sometimes we may still have the fear. It doesn't, it doesn't go away because we know we have the backing of the Lord. Because we are human. And we might still have that fear of what will people say? What will people say? What will people say? It doesn't matter as long as we keep on moving. We keep on, press, we keep on pressing into the things of the Spirit. Into the, what the Lord has said. He will be with us. He will never, ever, ever 
forsake us in any way. God is to be trusted. God sees our heart. He knows our heart. He knows our frailties. Jesus walked this earth that we lived in. He understands what it is to be human. That is why we need to surrender everything to Jesus. We need to know that Jesus is on our side, right? Jesus is on our side and he made us a promise. Says, None of these ones who the Lord has put in my hands will ever be lost. And on the last day, I will raise them up again. And I want you to know that if you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's like you're trying to fly or take a dive without a parachute on your back. Jesus is the parachute that would guarantee that you have a safe landing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And until the next one, remember to keep on shining. Okay, family, let's face it. We've all felt pain. We've suffered the losses. You know what it's like to want something so bad, but not see a part to its accomplishment. The question, however, is, do you know how to pick yourself up and move on despite what has happened? This is what I share with you inside of my new book, Good Medicine for the Crushed Spirit, a practical guide to helping you find purpose when adversity strikes. Inside this book, you will find personal stories, relatable biblical tales, and anecdotes that prove you are never alone in your despair. I will inspire you to turn pain, discomfort, disappointment, or setbacks into something positive that works for you. So if you're ready to change your life in meaningful and purposeful ways, get your copy of this book today and let the transformation begin. That concludes today's episode. And if you want to hear more from me, follow me on my Instagram page, which is at B-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. It's B-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. You can also follow me on Facebook as well at B-I-C-T-O-W-O-L-A-B-I. We also have another podcast called the Academy Podcast that gives you tools and resources to turn vague dreams into blissful realities. You'll find the link to that in our show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to slide in my DMs and say hello. God bless you.